welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Davisonddavisshow.com. Or the Davisonddavisshow.com for awesome merchandise. And if you're hearing this, you probably already listened to part one of the Kevin Linnell interview. So just, good to talk to him. Oh, my God. It was, we get to talk to him more. It was just long. <laughs> uh are you gassy tonight? I'm a little gassy tonight. <laughs> and this room is really small. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Um, sh- oh, sure. Show them to me. What? <laughs> oh, um, my thingy at the bottom of the screen keeps disappearing again. Um, All of my controls. Uh, you told me how to fix that. Yeah, and I'm not gonna worry about it right now. It just it is what it is. Apparently, um, I really hate that every time you get on Zoom, there's an update and it screws something up. Something is different again. <laughs> it's like I have it set up the way that I want it to work. Stop fucking with it. <laughs> just absolutely insane how often and didn't we just do an update like a week ago uh, who knows i mean, i don't even don't even pay attention anymore um it's just it's insane pull up see now it keeps shutting down my chat what yeah like i pull my mouse off of the zoom thing and it goes back to full screen I I don't. All well, right. I always split the screens anyway, so. All right, Zoom. Zoom can suck my patootie. <laughs> uh, David, coffee yeah. you're drinking over there? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I had an interview today, and um, uh, have have you noticed? Well, I mean, you don't interview a lot. No. Um, you're, you're content where you're at in in the hell called Honda. Um, but, you know, shut my business down. So now I'm starting to look for stuff and all that. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm about halfway to the point of going maybe early retirement's not that bad 
If you get the money to afford it, yeah, it's not that bad, you know. <sighs> Maybe if you don't it's... have the money, you'd be like my mom and moving to South America so you can make ends meet. Oh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I have money set aside and all that, but, and I've got the investment in the house and all that, um, you know, a, a five hundred thousand dollar house here is a hundred fifty thousand dollars in Ohio, um, so I'll have some money put aside and all that. It's just. I can't touch any of my retirement accounts until I'm 65 or I hit penalties. <laughs> penalties. We like the penalties. Um, Before we get into anything else, I guess, I don't guess. I know we need to do this right now. Now Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. They're still fighting. That was Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. I. It's okay, glad we that, have relevant news on here. I mean, we have to have a news section. I am. I'm starting to get a little worried, though. Um, I get this bad feeling that the U.S. is going to get sucked into a war. And I, I just, I mean, we spent 20 flipping years in the Middle East already. And it, it's it's almost time for us to just go, fuck you. Have a good day. Y'all take care of yourself. We're fine over here. We need about five years to recover. Um, just absolutely insane stuff going on over there right now. And now we're going to bomb Iran. Bomb, 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 bomb Iran. <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb Iran. That is the plan. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to all our younger listeners, that was a real song back in the day. That was a real parody song back in the day. Just so you know. Um, I forget who did that. Uh, Dear God. So many parody people out there. Uh, Bomb Iran's song. But Vince, Vance, and the Valiants. 1980. Oh. Bomb, 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 Iran. Bomb, 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 Iran. Sam's getting pretty hot. Time to 
volunteers, call the bombardiers, call the financiers, better get their ass in here, Oh my god. Did they say Sunoco? Probably. They did. <laughs> so it was about oil back then. <laughs> and, and now, probably. Sunoco! <laughs> Apparently, he also has a album called Vince Vance's Christmas Time in Texas. What? I, I just happened to see it in the sidebar there. I'm like, uh, if Santa's time in Texas, it's Santa's rodeo. We hang our boots for stockings, but our feet would get too cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I got to play it. Oh, wait. <laughs> It's Christmas time in Texas. It's Santa's rodeo. We'd hang our boots for stockings, but our feet would get too cold. So we gather around the campfire and thank God for all our blessings. Oh, yippee ki yay It's Christmas time in Texas. Christmas time in Texas, all the jingle bells are jingling. We just can't wait to see what Santa Claus is gonna bring us. When you cross that old Red River, Santa, leave your sleigh at home. You better get yourself a pickup truck. We ain't got no snow. It's Christmas time in Texas, it's Santa's rodeo. We'd hang in our boots for stockings, but our feet would get the cold. So we gather around the campfire. Uh, Perfect. You, you do realize what the outdoor light show is going to be <laughs> made to for next year. That's perfect, actually. <laughs> you have to have the animated pickup truck going across the front. Of the... <laughs> uh, I am all shook up for this one. <laughs> Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm going to lay some track out in the front yard <laughs> and and have the mini pickup truck just kind of go zooming across the front yard. <laughs> it's got to be a red Chevy pickup truck with a Christmas tree in the back. It's just going to be lights, man. I'm going to I'll make a wire frame and I'll use red lights. Um yeah, that's going to be freaking hilarious. Uh, what else has been going on um that's it for the world news do y'all have a mission barbecue down in texas i don't think so uh how how is it it's okay it's a it's like this big patriotic thing up here and you know their their barbecue is okay it it, carolina barbecue i think is a little bit better when it comes to some of their the tenderness of the meat and stuff like that but it's not bad we went there for dinner tonight so uh yes we do not have them here in texas um 
So it's Carolina based. So vinegar no, based. I'm, they've got six or seven different types. They've got <clears throat> Smoky Mountain West Virginia style. They've got Carolina style sauce. They've got Kansas City. You know, just a little everything. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about them. Uh, but they are located in Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Every place where barbecue is not from. Yeah. Um, there so you go. nobody's going to know any better. It, 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 that's really what I've noticed. Like <laughs> you do not know what Texas or what barbecue is supposed to be until you go to either the Carolinas, get some of the, the Carolina barbecue, which is vinegar based. Then you come to Texas, which is dry rub based. And then you go to St. Louis and that is sauce based. Um, but I digress. People don't know what barbecue is. <laughs> I'm a barbecue pit master. So there's a YouTube channel called Jolly, and it's two young uh, British gentlemen that go everywhere to try food. And they had the Texas, that, like they. I don't know. It was probably eight or 10 videos just of Texas. They went to Bucky's. Uh, but when they went to this one barbecue place, they were just blown away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you, I know what you're talking about. Um, and it's called Jolly. The, the name of the channel is called Jolly. Oh, I just subscribed. Oh, there. Josh, Josh and Ollie. That is them. Oh, yes. Texas barbecue. Where did they go? Uh, they went to Black's, didn't they? Yep. Terry Black's barbecue. Good stuff. Phenomenal stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, 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 I mean, the amount of meat they got was just awe-inspiring and it, everything was juices running out of it and falling off the bone i'm like oh, god that looks good god yeah, damn it uh, um terry black's place is uh interesting and it, that was kind of they're the guys that i learned my technique of uh putting aluminum foil on the ends of the of the brisket when i do it to keep them from drying out so that your burn ends actually are still, still juicy and, and meaty and all that. Um, because if you were to trim a brisket down to get it f totally flat and even all the way across, you'd lose so much meat. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they, and if you really want to do that, just, just go to Walmart because they sell briskets that are, that are already halved. <laughs> um anyways jolly is their name they are on youtube and uh ooh, oh oh actually they, they do have an episode in new york with Stephen he which is oh, great really? 
yeah yeah they 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 try to cross over with other youtubers and stuff like that they, they'll review food from costco's actually um i think they went it was not the texas state fair but they went to a state fair to try all of the deep fried foods deep fried cheesecake and deep fried oreos and just yeah if it was deep fried they were trying it out it's pretty I hilarious you, i bet you that was the state fair of texas that's hey, uh, yeah I that's can't what remember we're remember now that's what we're known for is uh they deep I, I there is one new deep fried item every year at the state fair my friend jordan and i literally go for the deep fried oreos every year uh just to, to die for you just decadent you're like oh uh i remember about 10 years ago they they had the deep fried butter <laughs> Which I dead freaking serious. That was a heart attack on a plate, but it was so good. Uh, what was the other one that they? Oh, the deep fried Snickers bar Ooh. is really stinking good. Um, but yeah, it, 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 they're in Texas. It's got to be the Texas State Fair they're at. It just has to be. It's got to be. As a matter of fact, okay, so we're doing Putin Bay in September. The State Fair of Texas is usually in October. You should fly down for a day. <laughs> a day. Well, a couple of days. Come see what Texas or Dallas is all about. I'll see who who they are going to have uh, as far as bands for that year um, because that's really what I go for is the – is the live bands. I don't know that I'm allowed to take more than a week in a row off, but who knows? It'd just be a couple of days. You always get Sundays off anyways. So you take a Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Fly down Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up to you. Um, but yeah, I'll have to see who's who's playing okay the, the state fair of texas is something the minute that you've gone once you can sit back and go done it been there done it thank you got the t-shirt yeah it's thank you very much um the only thing that keeps me coming back every year is the entertainment and last year's entertainment sucked <laughs> uh, the year before when they had night ranger that was awesome <laughs> but uh yeah yeah because they had two good bands like uh two years ago and this should, this past year they only had one and i don't even remember who it was was it foreigner this year god if it was foreigner i would have recorded it because you your hate most hated song is there <laughs> would have been like yeah uh -huh. We'll post this every week. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's what? Uh, I guess I let me uh, knock this out here real quick. Okay. It's time for the Davis and Davis Show Motivational Minute. If your love life is shit, if all of the relationships you have don't last and end badly, if every relationship you have been in becomes toxic, maybe you are the problem. 
Sometimes you have to look inside your shitty self for the answers. That is all. This has been the Davis and Davis Show. I have way too much time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Now they want me to come in at six. Um, What the hell? Emotional damage. That is exactly what I... (laughs) The hell? That's for white people. (laughs) I ain't white. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh uh that was a 716 <laughs> uh so what else do you have going on uh, I got my new computer glasses and they kind of suck. I'm I'm really pissed off. And I think it's because I screwed up the eye exam. So it's like, ah, whatever. Did you order online? No, I went down to America's Best or whatever. And yeah. Uh, how I, did, I, if you had your prescription, how did you fuck it up? Because I had another eye exam and I think I tried going too fast. I think the doctor, like, had the last picture and there was like okay now between a and b what's good and i think he would flip to one and think that was a and a? i thought the last picture was a, a. so a. i uh, b probably why i can't one see distance or two on the new glass and i love the new glasses except i can't see distance it's like and these well they may computer just glasses. be able they may just be able to uh, swap out the lenses which won't cost you as much yeah Get another eye exam, swap of the lenses. I don't know. We'll talk to him. We'll find out. Either way, you look fabulous. These are the old glasses. Here. Hold on. These new ones, I like to, I have to actually sit too close to the screen. They look just like the old glasses. You look absolutely. Actually, that's gray rimmed all the way around. That looks awesome. Black, but it's clear. Oh, okay, that's clear. I'm just seeing a reflection off of like the... right here. Stuff starts getting hazy. Yeah, whatever. I fucked up. I fucked uh, up. I fucked up. I've looked at myself in the mirror before. You don't need to see it. <laughs> I really need to read the text on the screen. There is <laughs> absolutely nothing fabulous about this anymore. <laughs> what I hated about seeing Kevin last night was. He Dude. looks good, and we look like shit. <laughs> Dude, man, I Kevin is just aging so well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I look older than you, which is hard for me to say. Well, that's because I'm fat. I fill out all my wrinkles. <laughs> I'm getting there, man. Two forty-five now. I don't know how to stop it, man. I made it all the way down to 218. Then I became a manager. It gets harder every year. Like I said, my two meds like promote weight gain. I'm like, oh God, I just it's all it's all bad. I 
I'll stop the meds. I, I don't care if I die early. Um, I just want to look really. Fabulous. I just want to look good, man. I'm already challenged with the freaking golf ball size knot in the top of my head. Thank you, Kevin Doherty. Or no, yeah, that was Kevin Doherty. <laughs> Not gonna cut that one out. <laughs> and the five head going on, you know. What well, yours at least is all round. If I were to shave my head, I have like two dumped divots in here. I got little ones here, but they're not bad. Once I, again, the the fat like fills it all in. I still think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it for Halloween next year. I'm gonna shave it just like my dad had the horseshoe. <laughs> Definitely send a picture to my mother. Um, yeah. My poor mother. I don't know what to do with my mother, dude. Uh, <clears throat> talked with her on the phone the other day. You see, my mother's got my mother's got a problem. She's got what we call diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> she doesn't know when to keep her mouth shut. Uh and Wait, do, do you mean that she spills too many secrets or she just won't be quiet? Because there's a difference. <clears throat> well, it's kind of a mixture of both, but at the same time, she kind of throws in lies about stuff to make everyone else look like they're bad. Um, so she was talking to her sister the other day. And my brother walked out of the room in the minute that he walked out of the room. Apparently my mother started saying how badly everyone was treating her and all this stuff. What my mother doesn't realize or what she didn't realize is that the ring cameras throughout the house record everything. <laughs> So we can see how badly she's being treated at any time. Well, not just that. It records the phone call that you're having with your sister where you're telling everyone how badly everyone's treating you. You know, the people that are coming down and wiping your ass. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I called her the other day because my brother wasn't answering. And she was crying, and I was like, what's wrong? And she, the first thing she says is, I, I was told I can't come live with you. And I went, hold the fuck on. <laughs> Who the hell said what? <laughs> Hang up the phone. <laughs> so I get as much information as I think I need from my mother. I call my brother. He explains everything to me. And I'm like, what did you do, Ray? <laughs> And he proceeded to tell me that 
he had had enough. He was ready to go back to prison. <laughs> he proceeded to tell my mother that she was the evilest bitch ever put on the planet Earth and deserved to be run over by a steamroller. Uh, that's a little harsh. And uh, I, all he, <laughs> but you know, you know, my brother, all he kept saying is, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'm like, he's like, I haven't talked to her in two days. I'm like, okay. Okay, everyone. So I text my sister. And and I mean, you know, my relationship with my sister is tumultuous to begin with. Um, But I... I do love my sister. She, I love her to death. She's, uh, we're, we're just on opposite ends of the spectrum. Fair enough. Mine, mine is closer to the autistic side. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I text her and I'm like, well, what can we do? And her, her basic answer is, I don't know. I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Thanks uh, for the help. Actually, actually, I don't want to get this wrong because she she does listen to the show. <laughs> um, yeah, she said thanks, Scott. Not really sure there is a way forward to inspire our mother to be a better person. Sadly, it's only taken me forty years to figure this out. <laughs> is my sister only forty years old? Uh, no, it took her 40 years to figure out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know what's happening. I did say what was the second thing that I sent her. Um, I said, as long as you don't say I have to take her in, I have one senile woman here already. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think Mama Fetty doesn't watch this damn show. Uh, she wouldn't know how to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> she had a DVD. She went and bought a DVD player uh, because she's got a bunch of old DVDs. Yeah, okay. And she was like, what DVD player should I buy? I said, well, they don't really make DVDs that much. I mean, you could still get them. You could still order them and all that. But I don't think it matters what DVD player you have you purchase well she hands me a disc i stick it in the machine and it doesn't play and everything that came up on the screen was in chinese i'm like no you bought the cheapest dvd player didn't you 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 did okay so if you're gonna buy something cheap Make sure that the name is not Chakimashu. Make sure that it says Sony or Panasonic. GE something. (laughs) (laughs) So even though it's a DVD, it's not in a DVD format. Now I could stick it in my Blu-ray player and it plays that disc just fine. Um, So I, I, 
I don't know. Old people and electronics. Oh, that's my job. I have to. I have to show old people that have had you know power windows was the extent of their stuff. How to work, you know, automatic braking controls and and oh god, navigation systems and uh, it's it All can that be shit's a nightmare. Easy though. I mean, Not okay. when you're old. And 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 the inputs that the car manufacturers put into these things, some of them are good, some of them stuck, and like and then they change the inputs on. I'll give you an example: the inputs on a Civic, the dials and everything you need to do to change shit is different from the inputs on an Accord, which are different from the inputs on a Pilot. So, like, I have to remember, okay, what car are you in? What inputs do they have? Because they're calling me on the phone going, I can't get this off the screen. I'm like, um, um, uh, uh, try that dial, push that button. Oh, God. If they would just make them standard, it'd be fine. But no, no, they have to well, all be different. Sure. They have to make it standard. But secondly, it's got to be designed by a guy that's 75 years old, not 18. If like, you do that, like the, the you, so you were in the one Acura, right? Yep. They have a what amounts to a mouse pad to run everything, and not just one mouse pad, but two, two. And but, is it easy to do? And like I build my own computers, mm-hmm. and I struggle to get that fucking thing to work every time. Oh, and nice. I sold one to a, a 75 year old guy and he calls me like, I can't get this thing off. And I'm like, uh, uh, try this dial on the right and press in on it. When you get to the, uh, like, Hey, that did it. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. So uh, I, I test drove a couple of months ago, uh, the BMW five series, uh, the 540, which is the six cylinder, not the four cylinder. Um, the, you have a knob in the center console, which is basically like a mouse. We had that at one point. Yep. It, like, not only can you turn it as a dial, you can you can move push it forward, it. back like a joystick. Yep. yep. And then you can push down on it to and, enter. Uh huh. I can totally see how confusing this gets. Now, I, I I'm sitting get, here I, fighting. I, wait, wait. I, I tried to get the mileage off of a seven series back in two thousand and three. Couldn't do it. Couldn't so, do, me. Couldn't do it. I'm sitting here turning the knob and all this, and I'm like, something's not wrong. I I, I can get to the screens that I want to get to, but I can't reset information or anything like that. <coughs> I come back in <clears throat> and I ask the guy to show me. Hey. Just show me. Oh, well, you see, this is touch screen. <clears throat> okay. What's that got? To... Oh, well, you see, you... down here, this is just your selector while you're driving and all that. So if you need to reset information, you need to go to the touch screen. Why do how I many, have this how many down inputs here? Do I need? <laughs> But you can also do you can also do the reset on the steering wheel. <laughs> uh, 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 could I just have a naturally aspirated car with a carburetor? 
a manual lever that moves the air from the bottom to the top and the inside of the car. I want to switch gears with my right hand. <laughs> or left, depending on where the steering wheel is. I don't care. Jesus. Three pedals, you know. A, yeah. a handle to engage the emergency brake. Oh, have you? Uh, Jesus Christ, we're going to have a whole show <laughs> We were just doing an intro. <laughs> um, have you, do you know how hard it is to get a manual car now? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. It's insane. I was talking to the guy at BMW uh, because I was, I'm really thinking about trading in my three for either the four convertible or moving up to the five and just having a sedan but and the five was so fucking comfortable <laughs> biggest problem i have is that eighty-eight thousand dollar price tag yeah um, maybe but anyways uh i was asking him hey you know um, uh, what's the price difference between the manual and the automatic he said, "Well, you'll you'll save about three thousand dollars, three to five thousand dollars, depending on if you buy the four series or if you buy the five series." And I went, "Oh, okay. Um, let me try one of those." And he said, "Oh, oh no! If we have we don't to have one, if we have to order you a manual, it's going to be a year and a half before it's delivered." <laughs> I was like, "A year and a half? We don't make them anymore. Everything is automatic." I was like, what the hell? What the hell you say? Just mate, I mean, that Triumph TR6 I saw the other day is really looking nice now. Know, right? <laughs> when it breaks down, you know what's wrong with it at least. I know how to fix it too. <laughs> um, yeah, the the cars nowadays. Now, have you hooked your car up to the computer diagnostics program? No, I, no, I, I, I do not know what Honda's diagnosis. It's an OBD two sense. I mean, a plug. But other than that, I have no. Get out of my. Oh God. Yeah, it's an. The OB... cat wants my eyes. No, the cat doesn't want your eyes. No, he does. Um. It's an OBD2 plug. Uh, I have the BMW software. Yeah, you uh, talked about this just recently, yeah. yeah. You, you started changing all sorts of stuff. It sounds good. There's not um, much of my car I need to change, though, so I was like, meh. Well, I popped in a 2019 BMW 330, and the amount of flipping options the shit that you can change i i could turn off my heated seats wi-fi all i have to do is put a wi-fi freaking dongle on the obd2 port <laughs> um it's trying to eat the microphone there cat it's absolutely insane how computer uh how, how much cars nowadays are are reliant on the computer why are you eating my microphone leave it alone but now you're moving it 
Why, Cat? Why? Because it hates you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. Welcome to the Davis and Davis Show's marital and sex tips of the week. If your wife is laying around the house doing nothing all day, in your most masculine voice, say, get up and do your work while handing her the vacuum. She will respect you and do her job. If you walk into the house and notice that your wife is sitting in the living room quietly crying, stop immediately. Back out of the house. Then proceed to the garage where you keep your hidden bottle of bourbon for this occasion. Make sure to give yourself enough time to let her process the problems she is having with herself before attempting to enter the dwelling. If she is still sitting in the same spot, back out of the house and go to your closest friend's house. It's better to let her work through her problems herself rather than you having to deal with another frivolous problem that could be solved most likely with a bottle of hair dye or liposuction. This has been the Davis and Davis Show's Marital and Sex Tips of the Week. Sage wisdom there. <laughs> How do I come up with this shit? Because you want to say, but I was going to say, it's everything that I have sat back and wanted to say to someone at some point in time in my life. And I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really feel bad for the people that take care of me when I'm like 80. Because, you know, once you, once you pass 72, this does not stop. It just. <laughs> you, you assume people are going to take care of you after 80. But <laughs> listen here, fatso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh all right, so we did the motivational. Did we do the motivational minute? Yep. We did the marital tips. We did the gossip strip update. There's only one thing left. Oh, shit. Here we go. It's time for Burke's Spoken, Spoken Word. Lovely is the feeling now. Fever, temperatures rising now. Power is the force, the vow that makes it happen. It asks no questions why. So get closer to my body now. Just love me till you don't know how. Keep on with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop until you get enough. Keep on with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Burke's 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 Spoken 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 Word.
Still don't know it. Keep on with the It's Michael Jackson. Oh, shit. Keep up. What if folks don't stop? Don't stop till you get enough. Keep okay. When, when, you, when you take it out of... It fucks with you badly, doesn't it? That is... That's probably the first one that you've done that I sat back and went, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've uh, we've wasted enough of your time. You guys need to hear the second half, the second half of the Kevin Linnell show. Yes. Um, I almost think that we need to make him come on once a month just so that we don't have to talk as much. I'm sure people would like to hear us talk less. So, yeah, that'd be perfect. God, that, well... I I hear that every day at work. <laughs> just shut up. Shut up. Shut the hell up. All right. I got nothing better to do, buddy. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, uh, we'll see you shortly. Good. Take a little break here. Um, going to probably play a song that I played yesterday, and I just don't care. Uh, and then we'll have The Fabulous. Second half of Kevin Linnell. Shortly. Fix that in post. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with Tony Award winner, 
<laughs> Oscar winner. A winner. And Nobel Prize winner. Oh, my Lord. Kevin Liddell. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, um, so we've discussed all of the stuff that I think we need to discuss, right? I want to hear the story about going to Florida. Oh, that's right. Somebody was on MTV. Yes. Yes. Um, how did that even come about? So I don't know. Uh, if, if you guys remember, if you guys remember, whenever we had cast parties, um, usually Charles and I would always do some kind of strange little music ditty just because it was just fun to do. Um, and it started out with Slide the Family Stone and Dance to the Music. And it was just the two of us. And we did that, of course, because of Ted Lyde, who had done a show called Whatever Happened to Slide in the Family Stone. Oh, and the right. show had that particular song within it uh, our freshman year. And uh, so we just adapted that. After he graduated and moved on, we just took the thing and we just the two of us just did it all the time. Um, so we did a lot of those things. And we found this competition uh, for lip syncing uh, away from the school at the Summit Mall. Uh, and uh, we did that. We didn't win. Um, uh, but, but it was fun to do. So then that's when we decided we're just going to come up with a whole bunch of different routines, just the two of us for no, uh, no reason, whatever. And, uh, so we decided to do the Jackson five, stop the love you save. And the two of us came up with this routine, just the two of us. Uh, and people liked seeing that particular routine out of all the ones we did. We had a Smokey Robinson shop around. We had a, uh, <laughs> Bobby Brown, uh, uh, my prerogative, um, we we just we did a whole bunch of but they love the Jackson Five the love you say so um, we included Paul Stefano uh, in it after a while so then it became the three of us uh, uh, to start doing it and people started liking that because he did a lot of splits and everything in between We're like, okay cool <laughs> um, then this other contest came at the University of Akron uh, for students against multiple sclerosis. And we were like, sure, let's do that one. But in order to do that one, you had to you had to donate money. Uh, people had to donate money to your cause. So you had to go out and ask for donations. And we didn't do that. We didn't feel the need to go out and do it because we we're just like, we're just going to go out and perform and have a good time. We don't care if we win or not. So we came back in. They asked us if we had any donations. We're like, uh, no. And they almost didn't let us perform. Oh. Um, because we didn't bring in any money. <laughs> um, but they were like, hey, you're here. We don't have that many acts. You know, we're going to let you go up and do it anyway. So here we are. I can't remember the Robertson Dining Hall, I think it was. Robertson, Robertson's Dining Hall. At, at yeah. U of, they set it up for, for the lip sync. So there were like seven acts. We were like number five that night. We go up there. We do our act. We win. <laughs> we didn't expect to win um, because it, it was based on donations and your act. But what happened was we performed and at the end of the performance, the people inside 
donated to our cause. And oh, the geez. donations inside made more money than what people brought in from the outside. <laughs> we were blown away by that. We were like, wow, these people came in, they gave money towards our cause that night. You know, we're like, okay. So we won that competition. Great. Two weeks later, we get a call from uh, Ken Ober, I think it was at the time. Um, uh, That's a dude that did the, the game show on MTV. Right. Yeah. So Ken Ober calls us and says, we're doing a our students against multiple sclerosis lip sync contest for MTV. Would you like to come down and do it? We heard you guys had a dynamite act and we're like, shoot, we didn't even rehearse that much, you know, to do that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We were scared then, but we said, yes, of course, because it's MTV. So that's when the game was on. Okay. We were like, okay, we're, we got to get, we got to get ready. So we rehearsed our passes off. Um, we were outside and I don't know, Scott, you got to remember, you have to remember this maybe. It was like we were out in the rain on Power mm -hmm. Street in front of our house at midnight playing this song and rehearsing in the rain in the street. You know, that's how intense our rehearsals were, you know, and we had each one of us had to stand away from one, the rest of us and watch what we were doing. If we were out of step, we were like, you got to tell us we're out of step. You got to tell us, we're you know, whatever. But we rehearsed, rehearsed, rehearsed. And uh, the time came for us to go. And we rented a car, all five. of Well, my brother had gotten out of the Marines at the time and Charles humbled himself. And made my brother Jermaine on top of top of my Michael, um, and uh, he was like, "I'll stand in the background and we'll rehearse this this way." And and my brother was like, "Okay," he didn't know what he was getting into, <laughs> um, but we told him, "He's like, look, if you don't take it as seriously as we do, we're gonna kick you out. We'll be four of the Jackson Five, you know." <laughs> but he took it seriously, and we all went down there with this one great act. Um. A couple of tragedies along the way. Michelle Kreisovich followed us. God. Okay. She followed us, dude. Um, she, she had a Jeep. She had a Jeep. She drove that Jeep down to Florida. We didn't know that she was coming. Oh so here gosh. we are. We get to Florida. And we're get, booking our hotel. We got our hotel and we had to do our mock performance of what we were going to do that day, that night, because it was just going to be a big party for all the acts. And it was awesome. All these ladies everywhere. We're in Florida, dude. These ladies were topless. We didn't know people could just be topless anywhere. We're like, wait a minute. They don't do that in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's too freaking cold. You know, so here we are down in Florida at the beaches and ladies are just unveiling everywhere yeah in the night in the morning it didn't matter so we were just like and then in the middle of the night as we are like winding down getting ready to get up for the rehearsal that day there's the knock at our hotel door and we're like how the hell did she find us we didn't even know how to find that freaking hotel you know <laughs> but we we know we we found it and then like that night, she knocks on the door, and I open the door, and I, I'm in, my jaw is on the floor, like, what the f are you doing here? I was, I, I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do. I was, and, and all the guys are looking at me, because they're all mad at me, because this woman followed me. 
Oh my god. And I'm mad because I was already about to make my hit on the next lady down there, you know. <laughs> And like we're like, and I'm like, you, you ruining my game. You blocking, you blocking. What the? You know? And so, so here she is. The entire weekend, we're there. She's right there. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. It's like, so, I ignored her as much as I possibly could that that entire weekend. She hated every bit of it because I was like, I'm not here for you. You did I didn't tell you to come down here. I'm here for all of this. You know, and I'm taking it all in. So if you don't see me in this whole weekend, that's how that's gonna be. So was you know. was this the start of you and Michelle breaking up? To tell you the truth, dude, I had already broken up with her before even going down there. Wow. She just wouldn't let go. Damn. She wow. wouldn't let go. And it was that's how harsh all of that turned out. But um when she found me and found all the rest of us, we couldn't get rid of her. We couldn't she just, you know, and I didn't want to be the guy around everybody that was like, get the away from, you know, I didn't want to be that guy. Um uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm happy that you're here either. So you're going to get this version of me for the whole weekend. Oh, shit. You know, so we do the show. Of course, we got third place. We didn't even expect third place. We expected to be dead last. We're like, here we are. We're doing this song at the time was 17 years old. And we got girls in spandex and we got girls doing Guns and Roses, which was the hottest band at the time uh coming out there so we're like okay we're, we're, we're losing here you, you know i mean come on that, that's it you know and then this girl does madonna she had the worst wig ever uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I i honestly think the only reason y'all didn't place higher is because you just didn't have costumes because everybody else had like full costumes for this thing man they did they did. We just came out there with some with some uh like bland colored shirts with tank 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 tops underneath and and black pants. And we danced our asses off. And people loved it. And we were like, we we were surprised. We left the stage, we were like, are these people really applauding for us? Because we, we we expected to flop. Like who knows the Jackson Five down here? Who who even cares? You know, that we're about to do this. There's a bunch of girls out there in bathing suits in the front row and everything. We're doing this thing, and they are just swooping and hollering and screaming. And we're like, help, <laughs> help, help, help us. Because we thought we were going to get booed immediately. Because before that, I don't know if you remember, Burke. Before that, these guys came out and did Joe Cocker and feeling all right. And they booed them. <laughs> <laughs> I re I remember watching this. I don't know if it was live or whatever, but yeah, uh, we, they they uh, we were they scared. were harsh. They were we, harsh. They, we were scared when they booed them. We were like, "Oh God, these guys are up there smoking joints and 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 not even really lip syncing. They're just out there just having a good time." And they were booing them and like, "Dang, they love the fact that we love the fact that they're out there doing that." Here we are coming out here. You know, we got uh, two black guys about to come out in the front row. And and you got three white guys behind them, just backing them up. 
we don't have much of a costume happening with us at all. We're about we're about to lose it here. <laughs> we're done. Um, like, but it, yeah. but anyway, we did it. We got third place, and we hung around for the rest of the day. We met everybody that was hot at the time. We met Barry Sobel, um, Adam Sandler before he was Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the guy from Full House? Uh, um, which goodness. one the dad the jet black hair with oh the... um, uncle uh, jesse yeah john uncle stamos. jesse yeah, yeah john yeah. stamos <clears throat> yeah he was the host that year yeah yeah so we met, met all these people and we hung out with them like we got to sit down we took pictures and had a great time and we left michelle in florida <laughs> we just jumped in our car and was like we had already packed up and we're like Phew. And we didn't even let her know we were leaving. We're just gone. You know, uh, the tragedy of that is that on her way back up, she got into a car accident and yeah. she totaled her Jeep and she had to hitchhike all the way back. Damn. It was a very interesting story that she told me like when she finally made it back to Ohio. I was like, and I kind of felt bad. Like, I was like, oh, she got to a car accident. I was like, but. Should never have come down in the first place. Your dumbass went down there in the first <laughs> damn place. It's like, but it was a great time. I had an awesome time with that. You guys, um, hopefully, you had a great time that you voted for us. Made you made your your nine seven six phone call. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I spent my ninety cents per call. Uh. <laughs> It was a it, it was a it was a momentous occasion because then because we, we had that uh, we had a write up in the newspaper uh, the Tangier had invited us to come out and perform um, we were like what and and what was his name the the Matt Patrick um, oh yeah yeah radio guy yeah yeah he 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 called us and was like hey you guys want to come down and and be on the radio and talk about how you did it and we're like what. Like so, we were like these mini celebrities for that small period of time. <laughs> Your fifteen um, minutes doing the Jackson Five lip sync. <laughs> like it's it's a lip sync, people. We're not really singing, and we're not really the Jackson Five. But okay, oh. we'll do it. But at that time, uh, we had developed all kinds of routines. We were doing a uh, living color, um, not the, the 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 heavy metal band, not the TV show. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and and. Uh, we had a routine for a song from them and that and they brought us down to Tangier and they're like, hey, we'll give you we'll give you five segments. Um, and we'll let you take the floor. And we're like, okay. Oh my god. I seem to remember this one. How much fun did you have with it? <laughs> man can i tell you in 2009 when we got when i got that notification that he had died i was at work and i went home i could barely drive i was like are you kidding michael jackson is gone he's he's gone well you know it, it mine was spinning you know, because I, I didn't think that I would ever feel a loss of a celebrity like I felt like that day. You know, I was like, because, you know, other celebrities have died before. From I mean, I remember I was 10 years old when Elvis died. And I remember Elvis dying. 
Yeah, but I do too. Michael Jackson was like such a huge part of our lives, like all the way through college. You guys did so many routines to Michael Jackson. It was just a great time with Michael. It was, it was. Do you know that you're on YouTube with that routine? The wait a minute, not not you mean the 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 Florida show, nineteen eighty nine five Akron U students MTV Spring Break lip sync battle Daytona Beach, you're on YouTube, dude. Oh my god, Scott, <laughs> you want to show him? Oh no, uh, let's see here. Share screen. <laughs> You'll have to go to the one minute mark. Um, that's very interesting. I love you, say go. Uh. Oh, my God, look at the hair. Trust me when I say that the guys from the University of Akron were by far the best performers that day. Even the guys from MTV were impressed. YouTube. You're that, YouTube famous. That that is awesome. <laughs> wow. And you remember all those guys. Charles Paul, in the corner. Stefano Paul right there. Stefano. The, the mustache. With the hair and the mustache. Dude, can I tell you to this day his hair still looks like that? <laughs> Lucky SOB. It's a little little grayer, but it's still curly, still long. Oh my gosh, what a great I Wow. No, that was something to be proud of. Enjoy it. I'm we I know if there's one thing we're proud of is at the at the those four guys, those five guys next to me, we are very proud of that. We worked hard for that though. We we didn't um slough on that. And we told each other if we ever saw each other slacking, we were gonna like annihilate each other. Like really <laughs> call them out. You know, oh. we're going down to Florida. We're going to be on TV. It's going to be somewhere. It's going to be national. 
there's no way that we can, you know, sleep on this. So we got to push, push. Um, and Gee, the people you... that we, uh, uh, we, we competed against, they said the same thing. They were like, wow, how'd you guys? And we were like, you didn't feel the way we felt about this. <laughs> They're like, no, we just came down here to have fun. And we're like, we came to win. <laughs> this wasn't a lip sync show this was a lip sync contest we came to be number one you know but we the reality set in when we knew we're like okay our, our song's not new and we're not you know dressed up you know so we know what we're in for we, we might not get first place but somewhere we're gonna be somewhere in there you know and after the the I think there were nine acts. We were third, so we we're like, "We'll take nice. third for an old song. We'll take it." Well, hot damn on that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here, Craig you... Erickson. Oh wow! Uh, good friend of ours. Um, died of AIDS. Yeah. Um, no, great friend of ours. Um. Awesome friend. Um, I remember he took me to work quite a few times when I was working at Friendly Restaurant at Rolling Acres Mall. Um, In his Chevrolet. Yeah. He took me to work a couple of times. And um, I remember asking him um, just point blank because I knew nobody else wanted to really sit down and ask him. I was like, what happened to your leg, man? You know, and he told me uh, the deal. Uh, with his leg um, but he didn't tell me the result like he didn't tell me the deep deeper part um, that came later and uh, yeah I'd um, I remember visiting him in the hospital um, but I came at the time when he was no longer like Lucy. Yeah, he had yeah. like the hiccups and was just kind of out of it. And no, he wasn't talking anymore when I came to see him. When I went to see him, he didn't. He didn't talk to me either. Um, uh, and I remember getting the call from his mom when he had eventually uh, passed. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a hard one. Um, I was dating Natalie at the time. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember her, little blonde. Natalie Yoakum, yeah. um, who tragically five years ago passed away too. Hmm. Um, uh, her mother was Kay Davis, the the dance instructor uh, at University of Akron. Okay. okay. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Kay, Kay Davis. Uh, she was. Yeah. She, that was her daughter. I dated. She didn't like me dating her daughter. <laughs> Funny enough, now though, Kay and I. Our have a good relationship conversations now with each other we stay in contact her husband died not too long ago and um we just we converse with one another on a frequent basis it's a and it, i laugh at that just because it's like wow okay i didn't think that you know we would be cool like that yeah but um i tell you what happened tell you what happened real real quick on this one i'm gonna leave this part alone when my son passed um she got she quickly came to me you know to offer condolences and all of that and uh she was 
shocked at how our family handled all of it. Um, we were shocked in how our family handled it. We were not sure we were going to get through that portion of our lives. Um, and, you know, 11 years later, here we are. We we did uh, get through it. Um, uh, uh, he was a cornerstone uh, in our family. But Kay was always there. How you doing? How are things going? You know, and it's interesting because Natalie was still alive at that time. And I was like, why, yeah. are, you, why are you sticking close, you know, to me? You didn't even like me hanging out with your daughter. You didn't even, you know, and then she ended up marrying somebody else that she left me for <laughs> in Minneapolis. Oh. Um, uh, which, which was fine with me because I, my career was already going in different directions anyway, and I was hardly ever home. So when she left, it was kind of like we were on our way out anyway. Um, and uh, she ended up being a lead singer in a band for a, a while, you know. So that was we, very interesting. We've we've kind of transformed out of the college stuff, that, and you've you've alluded to the things that you have gone through. Um, tell me, how is how has life been since college? I mean, you got uh, married. So, yeah, uh, that didn't happen right away. I immediately started uh, uh, acting. I moved directly to Minnesota, uh, started living in Minneapolis. I didn't audition for my first show. I started working for this theater, Mixed Blood Theater. Um, uh, Actually, a good this, theater. It was an awesome theater. Yeah. Um, I would direct anybody to work. that place. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, uh, Jack Ruler, uh, who no longer is the artistic director, he retired uh, just early last year. Um, but uh, he is an incredible human being. And I met him during the summer stock period. And uh, he said, well, if you come out to Minnesota and you want to work here, I'll start you out. Uh, just let me know that you're coming. I told him I was coming. He cast me in my first show. Uh, and right after that, I started auditioning frequently um and then i started getting cast on a frequent basis i never stopped working for those four years that i lived there um and it was the an, an amazing period uh in in my life because it was just uh an introduction to how actors are supposed to work um just like a doctor or a lawyer gets their degree from college and then they move on into their profession um out here in California doesn't work that same way. Yeah. Uh, you come out here, it's small potatoes. Theater is like the lowest of the art forms here. They don't think of it as like something that to be praised unless it's a traveling uh, show that comes to a major theater out here. Um, so if you do your show out here and it may it manages to get to a major theater, it's because you've graduated to a different level of whatever theaters they think of theater here. Um, so I still do theater here and I work for three different uh, uh, theater companies and we do uh, quite well and I enjoy it, but we don't, the compensation is not the same. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not the same as it used to be. Uh, uh, Minneapolis, uh, I, I implore you guys, even if you don't want to work there, you should go see shows there. And I know that they're top notch. 
um, because they're and everywhere you go in theater, it, Tiffany Delaro Romer would would uh, advocate on on my behalf in saying so because that's what kept her out there all these years. Um, uh, so on the professional side, I also did education. I also am a counselor for. Uh, I was been a counselor for UCLA helping students get into college. I've been a counselor for nonprofit organizations as well, uh, doing the exact same thing. Um, uh, I still write, uh, I still produce. As a matter of fact, my wife and I uh, have been working on a book for our son. Uh, we have a scholarship in his name at his high school. Uh, we're developing a regional scholarship uh, for uh, band marching band players in their high schools as well because that's what he did he was a marching band uh played two different instruments and he was also a media guy um he wanted to be a news anchor was that was his major goal was to be a news anchor so uh we uh develop uh resources for students that want to do that too as well so we keep his name alive and keep those students that want to do those things um uh encouraged uh, to, to do those very things. So, um, uh, being the counselor part of my life, <clears throat> excuse me, um, has been the, um, how do I put this? It's that part of my life has been extremely enriching because it's shown me that I had a political side to me and okay. I did, I didn't have that. Uh, coming out of the University of Akron, I didn't care about you know who was in the office and and all of that. And but once I saw that education was not getting its just due, I became a rallier. I guess <laughs> I, I was out there I'm standing in front of the um, the podium and and making the speeches and telling uh, uh, the the parents and and educators uh, what's wrong with the system in the unified school districts here and how to fix those things in the school districts. And, uh, and I never thought that I would be that person um, to do that kind of uh, thing. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not afraid to talk about what's wrong with the system in front of people. And if I'm the person that's on the news that, that people are starting to not like because I talk too much, uh, too bad for you because I'm still going to do it. Um, we're going to fix it um, and, and as best uh, as it can be fixed in Los Angeles. Um, and I'm going to stick, continue uh, with that. My wife is a script supervisor uh, for several different production companies. Um, uh, she uh, works on uh, uh, her latest one was working with Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Witherspoon's uh, production co production company, who does uh, the morning show. I guess that's on HBO or something like that. I'm not sure, um, but uh, she does those things uh, as well. But she's been doing it for the last 14, 13, 14 years now. Wow. And uh, if you, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard the the movie movie that just came out recently. Well, not recently. It was like during. Halloween. It was called The Blackening. Oh, um, yeah. 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 She was the script supervisor for that movie. <laughs> uh, the, it was a hilarious movie, but uh, uh, she uh, got a catapult up. Now she's a union person now, and Ooh. she's uh, 
just flying in the wind um, length and paces in front of me in regards to her career. My oldest daughter's doing the exact same thing. She's not script supervising, but she's like um, uh, she's assistant directing uh, uh, for a, a company called Tridestin. And uh, my grandson is actually working inside of that same production company. Uh, <laughs> Holy wait, wait, cow! How old is he? Uh, he's nine years old now. Um, <laughs> and so he's he's acting, doing his thing. My youngest daughter, she's in show choir. Um, she's doing her first musical uh, at her high school. She's graduating this year. <laughs> um, she's going to be uh, producing a lot of that uh, when she graduates. So she's writing a lot. And she's a painter, uh, artist. She's in incredible. So I'm, I'm very proud of my entire family. And I will spotlight them anytime I, I get a chance to. Uh, and we're enjoying our lives in California. I I dare say uh, don't come out here, people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it out here, but it's expensive as hell out here. Um, so, it's just, just don't come. You, you'll ruin your finances if you come out here. <laughs> don't do it. So what are the uh, the biggest accomplishments you've had in your career so far? In my career? Um, let's see. Uh, Career-wise, I've shot a lot of commercials, which I really enjoy. Uh, my, my favorite two commercials that I got to shoot were Nintendo when the Wii first came out. Um, <laughs> uh, and I did that with my son. And the reason why I love that one is because he didn't want to go to the audition. And I kind of sort of forced him to go <laughs> um, because it was a callback. And he was like 13 at the time. And um, I didn't want to go to the audition at first because I got the call on my way home. And they told me I had to be dressed a certain way. And I was the exact opposite of how they wanted us to go. And I had to turn around and go back to Studio City to go to the audition. Oh, and I was God. already <laughs> on my way up to Santa Clarita. So I was kind of mad. You know, I get to the audition and all these people are all dressed the way they were supposed to be. And here I am not, you know, have face full of hair and all. And, and I walk into this audition and they want, they said, can describe to us how you would plan a party for this Wii Nintendo. And all these people were like, man, I would just fucking get a, get a get some bongs. And I was just like, and they're like, we just have a big party, beer bongs and everywhere. And everybody be drinking, get fucking drunk, you know. And it was like a whole bunch of that. And then they got to me. And I was like, you ever see Game of Death? <laughs> you ever see Bruce Lee's Game of Death? And everybody stopped and stared at me. And they're like, what is what is he about to do? And I was like, well, you know, if you ever, did you guys ever see Game of Death? You ever, you ever see it? It's been no. a while. I was like, well, Bruce Lee, uh, Game of Death was, he had to save this woman. In order for him to save the woman, she had he had yeah he had to climb these tiers, <laughs> and he had to fight these people to get to the top. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was yeah, right was... in the center of that fight, and, oh and he had to fight him, and it was incredible. But I told them, I said, "My well, my son would be at the top, and even if Bruce Lee got to the top, he wouldn't win because my son would just annihilate him in this video game. <laughs> but everybody he would have to climb just to get there to lose." And the guy was like, oh, so you speak highly of your son. You think he could just, like, take out anybody? I said, like, he could. 
<laughs> and he he doesn't even have the weed, but he would learn it in a moment. And, <laughs> and they were like, okay, we'll take you up on that challenge. Bring him tomorrow. And I was like, okay, fine. So I go and ask him. My, my son was like, I want to go to that. You know, and I'm all like, what do you mean you don't want to go? It's like it's an audition. It's a game. If you win, you get to have the game. And he's like, no, nah, that's all right. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? So I, I, I literally begged him. I wasn't like, you're going to go. You got, I couldn't make him go, but I begged him. like, please, just go. And he was like, I, all right, I'll do it for you. I'll go for you. So here comes my son. He's 13. He's six foot one. At 13, Jesus. he comes walking into this room. He comes walking into this room, and he's got this huge afro. And they're like, "So this is your son?" I'm like, "Yep." You know, and uh, he's like, "Well, let's escort him into the room." And as I'm walking into the room with him, I'm like, "No, no, no, you stay out here. He's gonna go in." You know, so I'm watching him from the window, and he's they're showing him the console, they're showing him how everything works, and he's staring at it and looking at how things are being played and all this stuff, and he's working it. And then he, then I see him nod. He's like, I'm like, uh-oh, he's got it. <laughs> you know? So then they start sitting people down next to him. And he commenced to whipping all these kids' asses. <laughs> on the he just, and he's just, but he's just sitting there cool and calm, like, okay, so this works this way, this works this way, okay, all right. And then the, then the kid loses, and he looks at him like, you know, have a good day. Next, you know, and he moved on. So... Within an hour, they come back and like, okay, you got the spot. <laughs> so I'm like, so this is what a bad attitude can get you when you go to an audition. Like, you get the spot, you know. My son was like, oh, we got the commercial, great. He's like, whatever, you know. And I'm like, oh, first day of shooting. I was like, okay, you're going to get paid like 800 bucks to do this first day. He's like, 800 bucks. And I'm all like, yeah, uh, 800 bucks, you know, it's all right, you know, you, you get paid 800 bucks. He's like, 800 bucks. You know, so he gets the check. He's like, wonderful, awesome. And I was like, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait till the commercial actually airs. <laughs> and then the residual checks kick in. You know, <sighs> and then the first residual check comes to the house and I'm like, hey, this is for you. Open it up. And I just sat there and had my camera, I had my phone on. And I'm like, because I want to see his reaction to the first <laughs> residual check. And he opens it up. He's like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> what? And I'm like, yeah. And all you did was play a game. You didn't say any words. All you did was play in front of a camera. I was like, do you feel like you want to do more commercials now? He was like, absolutely. And I was like, and that went on for like five or six months. Uh, and it was it was awesome. He was like, another check, another. Check? I was like, yeah, that's what commercials do for you, man. Commercials are awesome. Gonna keep doing it. So that commercial, and then I did a Lowe's commercial. You could actually look that one up on YouTube. I know I'm on YouTube for that. <laughs> it's like so, but it's a 16 second commercial just called "How to Say Goodbye to 1993 Forever." That's what it's called, I believe. And it's for Lowe's. And uh, all I did was say goodbye to a carpet that was leaving my house. Really? And I was like, that's all I said. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going to an audition for that. Same uh, thing about it. Yeah. So oh god, I remember this commercial. Yes. <laughs> it's like so it's like I'm it watching it. Sorry. The Super Bowl. It was actually during the Super Bowl of that year, twenty fifteen, I think it was. No, twenty twelve or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, 
so those were two those two highlights. But then I also got to do How to Get Away with Murder with uh, Viola Davis. You did oh, not. Wow. Yeah, you can you can Netflix that. <laughs> Actually, you can you can Netflix that one. Uh, season five, episode one. Who's blood? Oh. Um, uh, uh, I did How uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Really? I got to be in a, a quartet. Uh, we sang uh, "Let Me Call You Sweetheart." That's on YouTube as well. <laughs> um, you can actually YouTube that. Um, uh, so th- that was fun, and I got to do a Dr Pepper commercial, um, Dr Pepper Ten, um, and it was uh, for FX, um, and uh, that was fun uh, to do as well. Um, I got to work on several different Hallmark movies and and Lifetime movies with my wife. Really? Yeah. Um and those are fun. Any um, of the Christmas specials? No, thank God. Please. I did not do the commercial. Please. I did not do the Christmas ones. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, I, I guarantee my wife has seen you then. She <laughs> loves like, that stuff. I like, so yeah, so I got to do those. Um and then I did Oceans thirteen. What? Uh yeah, Ocean's Thirteen. That was a huge, huge highlight. Um, I was uh, um, in the casino with Pacino, and um, almost got fired um, because they told us under no circumstances are we to uh, try to fraternize with the major celebrities unless you are called upon to do something with them. Yeah, and uh, he was walking past me in the midst of a conversation I was in and I saw him out the corner of my eye and uh, I just turned around and I reached for him because I just wanted to hug him. <laughs> and the guy that I was talking to grabbed me. He was like, dude, are you, are you, are you crazy? <laughs> You're about to... I was like, do you see that's the Godfather, homie? He's like, hey. <laughs> I was like, it's worth getting fired for I, that. I will get fired. If I get to hug, the, if I get to hug the Godfather, are you kidding? But I have to tell you, the those guys are the best guys I think I've ever worked with because there's too much star power in that room. You know, you got Brad Pitt, you got George Clooney, you got Bernie Mac, Don Cheadle, all these uh, Matt Damon, uh, and they're all in this room, and everybody's nice, everybody's cool. <laughs> and George Clooney, every lunch hour, every lunch hour, he would play basketball with one person. He would just pick them and just say, I got clothes for you if you don't have any. Um, and I'm just going to go one-on-one with you. you know. And he had a hoop in front of his trailer. <laughs> and you would just sit there and watch, and he was good. Clooney could play some ball. Um, oh, my gosh. So it, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, so these are the major reasons. Uh, there's others. I could talk all day about Hollywood, but whatever. Um, uh Away from Hollywood, uh, the highlight was watching all three of my kids be born. Yeah. Because um, they all were born three different ways very quickly. My wife did not go through labor very long. She was like, it was like two hours from the time she broke her water to the time they were here. Each one Damn. of them. Yeah. And, but, but they were, they were all different. My wife did, my, my youngest came out, like she just popped out. And my son was slow but steady, and my young, my middle child, 
uh, she came out on her own. No doctor, no nurse was in the room. Oh, shit. You know, so it was just a, a very interesting happenings with all three of my kids. So watching that happen, it just let me know that women have a power that men will never have. <laughs> so know, we can bench press 300 pounds all we want, but we can't push out a kid. And we can't make that miracle in any way, shape or form, you know, and I do have to add number one pinnacle of my life. Number one, uh, two number ones, actually, um, marrying my wife and uh, uh, becoming uh, uh, a Christ follower. Well, that's... Um, uh, just the two biggest highlights of my life. Um, it's uh, by far the, um, the strongest points that allowed me to become political. <laughs> um and i speak on it uh, all day long um i've enjoyed my life out here um i've enjoyed every part of it that was hard i've enjoyed every part of it that was uh fun um uh because i couldn't have grown in the places in my life that uh i am in now had i not gone through those hard points uh, losing my son was one of the most difficult points in my life, and ever since that, because uh, not like my my father died three months after my my son, I came back to Ohio and buried him with no problem. You know, uh, even though we had a great relationship at, uh, in the end, uh, I came back and buried him. My mom, um, nineteen eighty nine. You know, she she was gone. So it was like everybody that was significant was like gone. And then like, look at my son and I'm like, okay, he sets himself outside of everything else. You know, uh, all the all the important people in my life, I was able to put into a box that I've lost, put them yeah. in a box. Uh, and I was able to cherish them and keep them close to me. And he's the only one after 11 years, I cannot put him in a box. He just, he sits outside. Um, I, I I just can't, I can't put him in my head to rest in the box. He just lives outside by himself. And I reminisce over that. And I so, don't want right. to make that sad. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Um, how did your son die? Um, he had been having seizures. Um, started when he was 12. And uh, we didn't know what that was coming from um, because when we had him diagnosed and uh, they did all the, you know, EEGs and all that stuff on his, on his body, they couldn't pinpoint where the seizures were coming from. So they couldn't say it was epilepsy, but they did give him enough uh, medication to slow them down. They couldn't stop him, but they slowed him down enough. But just one night when he was 16, he went to bed, and the next morning he was gone. Tegretol? Yeah, uh, not Tegretol. Um, they had him on uh, phenobarbital. Yeah. Um, uh, and another um, one. I think if we had done the research at the time, we might have been able to go through other means 
um, yeah. because we're crusaders now, me and my wife, uh, we go to all of the conventions and the, the um, I don't know what else you call them, um, that have anything to do with uh, seizures and epilepsy. And um, we stand with all of the other families that have lost people due, due to it. And we speak out on it and we see all the latest technology that has come through it. And it's a, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And, and we look at, we look at it now, like anytime we see a, a family that has a child that's suffering through that, we're like, go here, go there, check this out here, <laughs> do this here. Um, because we, we, we would have liked for somebody to have done that for us, you know, had had that technology been around uh, at the time. Uh, so I don't look, I just want to make sure I'm clear on this. I want to make sure I'm clear. I am not a sad, grieving father for my son. Uh, when I speak of him, I speak of him uh, with a joy and a pride and an encouragement, although I do, of course, miss him. Um, uh, I don't know anybody who has a kid that wouldn't, you know, but he has been an inspiration for many people. He did things in his life that I would never have thought that he did. Yeah. Um, and I heard many stories about my son and in his 16 years, he was 60, you know, he was 60. He was the calmer. He was the peace giver. He was the, the, the humorist. And he was a inside joke with my wife and him. They were, they were the, the, <laughs> they had inside jokes that I was like, well, I was not privy to I'm like, okay, it's okay. You know? <laughs> well, I am always sorry for anyone's loss. Um, but you're doing wonderful things in his memory. And I'm so proud of that. You are trying to get, uh, knowledge and information out to people, which is a phenomenal thing. I am glad with what you're doing. I'm also glad that yeah. Yeah, turn to the one thing that you should always turn to. And Burke will hate this, but I'll say it's God. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on it. What are you talking about? Um, I was always a religious guy. I still am, worked for a lot of churches. And man, I am so proud of you. It's so easy for somebody to take a loss and make it a negative when you can put that power into God and move forward and help others with what you're doing. So proud of you. Um, appreciate that. That's a, uh, well, it's hard. There's, there's a lot of people that can't make it out of the dump is what I call it. Um, and, and you're doing it and I'm, I hope your foundation for your son actually, uh, keeps doing positive things. What, come on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hit a button on my keyboard. It was saying something. I don't have my glasses on. Um, they're on anyways. your head. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so kevin is there 
anything else you want our audience to know about your life? Um, you, when people talk about living the dream, yeah. you know, um, living their best life, or, you know, I, I would like to just say that living your best life is not always, you know, going to Turks and Caicos, you know, um, it's not always, um, uh, uh, sailing the high seas or, uh, vacationing with the, 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 the one you love that living your best life means that you are, uh, being the, uh, doing the work that you know, you're supposed to be doing, uh, enriching the lives of other people, uh, uplifting the spirits of other people. And whenever somebody else is down in the dump, you feel like you can pick them up. And even when you're down, um, you give leeway to someone else to be able to pick you up as well. Um, so uh, if if those things are happening, um, it's not the riches that stand out uh, so much as it is the richness within um, that you are that you're gathering. So in fact of that, I am indeed living my best life and I don't have complaints about what's going on. Um, and the last thing that I'll say before I give this up to you is these last couple of hours that I've had uh, here, I've enjoyed this immensely. Um, uh, as a, as a, a former Akronite with my Akronites with on this podcast, I am grateful uh, to be here, to be here with you two, uh, to catch up on uh, what's going on in your lives as well. And uh, I've enjoyed all of it. Um, and I thank you both for um, making me the best afterthought ever. <laughs> the best seventh choice ever. No. <laughs> <clears throat> Kevin, you're always welcome on the show Anytime you want to come on, just let us know. Um, let me know how the podcast is is broadcast, I uh, so I can find it. Um, well, we are on Apple Podcast. We're on Google Podcast. We're on everything. It is YouTube the, as well. I can find you on YouTube as well. Uh, we're not on YouTube yet. Um, they don't like us. We tend to like pirate music, and they don't like us for that. I don't know why. But you, you can just go to our website, davisanddavisshow.com, and okay. listen to all the episodes directly from there. Okay. There you go. Um, Direct. All right. It's been Kevin Linnell, Burke Davis, Scott Davis. Guys, it's been a long night, and I've got a lot of editing to do here. Um, it's been one hell of a ride for these few hours. So yeah, it's been great, great catching up with you, man. I'm, I'm like, I, I see your name every now and then. I'm like, what the hell is he up to? What's he doing? It's like you got IMDb credits. I mean, it's like you know, like one of my homies that like did it, made it. You know, you know it's, what, like, it just makes me feel good. What's <laughs> crazy is that the audience is only going to get like an hour and a half show. And we've talked for three hours. Three, yeah. <laughs> Just well, save all of the footage. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Just don't um, leave it on the cutting room floor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Charles didn't show up. <laughs> well, you'll always know what's really happening with him, you know, through the things that his his wife will talk about. You know. <laughs> 
if she decides to talk about it, because he'll tell her, don't don't do it. <laughs> no. But you all know he's a judge, right? It, oh, uh, no. I thought I, 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 thought I found that somewhere. I thought I found that somewhere on the internet. I'm like, is that really him? I thought he, he, he was in law. I thought he, he was working. I thought well, he was working at the University of Akron for a while. Uh, he might. He may have been doing okay. that. But now he's a judge. And he sent me a picture of his gavel with his robe. And, you know, and I was like, I was in shock. I was like, this is what you went to school for? I didn't even know you were studying law. <laughs> See, is he uh, up in Cleveland? And we stay in touch on a frequent basis. And he he kept that to himself. <laughs> is he up in Cleveland? He No, he lives in, um uh, uh what's the name of that doggone city? Copley? Oh, okay. Yeah. He lives in Copley. Ooh. Ooh. So I've visited, visited his house at least uh, no, three times. He had a... Um, a uh, I think you guys know he had a battle with cancer. Yeah. I heard about that, but... Yeah. Um... He, he came through that with uh, flying colors. Back to full strength. Good for you know? him. Yeah. It was a it was a short battle, but it was a tough battle. Um, so it was definitely touch and go at one point. But I stayed in touch with him, and I made my visit out there with him when it was really getting hard. And I was like, "Ooh, Julie called me, and she was like, hey, he needs to see you.'" So I jumped on a plane. Oh, jeez. And uh, he didn't know I was coming that day, and I just showed up, and uh, it was a great visit. Um, but he did look like. Wow, he was very faint. He not looked anymore. like he looked like shit. Yep, not anymore. He was like full strength. He's got his weight back and full strength. He's strong. I'm very, very proud of uh, his how he got through what he got through. Well, you know what? Um, I love Charles. Uh, I haven't talked to him since college. <clears throat> Uh, I hope he's doing well. Uh, he didn't like New York very much. <laughs> he didn't last there long. He just because he, he didn't like it. You know, yeah. I think he could have. You know, remember Dan Murray? Yeah, yeah. Dan Murray. Uh, he and Dan Murray moved out there together, and uh, I think Dan kept going. Um, and Charles was like, "This is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm out of here." You know, and that's when he came back and made a different choice. I spent three years in New York City, and uh, I made some great contacts um, and, and fabulous people, but it is just not the Midwest. Um, I'm getting old now. I'm, I'm, not I'm gonna never going to admit it. I'm not going to say how old I am, um, but... Being in the entertainment industry, you're kind of stuck in big cities and all that. And uh, I've lived in almost all of them. I am so ready to go back to Medina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want a small house with a fireplace and leave me the hell alone. You, you know what's crazy about that is that living where we live in Santa Clarita up here, um, it's it is that kind of getaway. Yeah, 
you know, it's a small city. It's not something that people think about, but only time they think about it is when they think about Six Flags, Magic Mountain. They want to go to the to the big park, you know, <laughs> and ride the roller coasters. That's when they think about where we live. Oh, you live out there? Like, yeah, we live out there. And it's like, but it's where we live. It's quiet. Yeah, it's not, not by the yeah. park. It's it's so weird. Like when I was in New York, I uh, I hooked up with a guy named Hal Pinkley, and he lit Hamilton, Kiss of the Spider Woman, all this stuff. Uh, yeah, he Tony Award winner, all that, and uh, we stayed friends through the whole thing. Um, I left New York. I came to Dallas. He came to Dallas while I was working at Dallas Theater Center and lit uh, one of our musicals. And it was like, oh, it's how we're, you know, we're hanging out and all this stuff. Uh, He died about three years ago. And his girlfriend actually sent me a message on Facebook and we were talking and she was like, Hal said, he would rather have six more days in Medina than a hundred more days in New York. <laughs> um, because I was back in Medina and he, uh, he was doing a show at the, uh, up in Cleveland, uh, state theater. And he came to my parents' house and hung out with us for four days. And he was like, best time of my life. Um, it, it's weird that New when York. You, sometimes you just hunger for the, you know, for the little things, mm-hmm. you know, um, because that in the end of all of this is it's that that really matters, you know. I mean, the time I spend with my family is the best times of my life. You know, no matter where we go, we can sit in the house and and play board games, you know, and and have a great time because uh, we got jokesters in our house in our house. So, um, <laughs> and I, so I I enjoy all of that, uh, and it's the most enriching part of of this life. And when I look at them, when I'm laughing, I'm like, hey, me and my wife, we had these uh these little entities, didn't we? You know, their personalities came through uh, on their own, but we started that. I'm always glad that my daughters inherited my sense of humor because it's great when they zing me. I love it. (laughs) It's the best. It's the best. My oldest daughter has the best sense of humor and she's quick witted. um, And I love it when she's just she's just out there tossing it. And I'm like, hey, where did that come from? Dude, none of Burke's daughters have his looks, thankfully. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Burke. Thank you, Kevin. Anytime, Kevin. DavisonDavisShow.com. Go there. You can listen to any episode that we do. And you can go to TheDavisonDavisShow.com and get a Here's the Thing hoodie that has Scott's likeness on it. It's awesome. I may make a hoodie with Kevin on it now. Because he um, that's his favorite saying too. I'm like sitting here going, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be I back. Love you. <laughs> love you, Kevin. Take it Peace easy. Out, guys. Take care.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.